Welcome to the Wild Chats Leadership Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Costa, and we're your co-hosts. Hi, Wildcats. Uh, welcome to the first episode of the Wild Chats Podcast. Um, we are thrilled to have Dr. Leah Murray on the show today. We'll be talking about leadership, um, and we will also be talking about um, voter registration day that's coming up. So to start off, uh, Dr. Murray, we just want to know, you know, your background and off of that, uh, what's your role at WSU and how, how do you assist students? Like, what can students come to you for? Sure. So I'll start with your second question, because okay. I don't know how deep tracks you want to go on my background. So um, I am the academic director for the Walker Institute of Politics and Public Service, and I'm also a political science professor. So I've been here at Weber State for 20 years. I've been in the Walker Institute for the last two of those years. And the entire time that I have been here, I have been trying to get young people, our college students, to be engaged and active citizens of whatever community they find themselves in, right? So citizen can be kind of a politically loaded word these days. And I just mean it like small C citizen, right? So citizen of the world, citizen of the campus, citizen of our communities. Um, And so my kind of driving goal is to get every student I see to know that they have something to offer and that they need to be involved um, in whatever capacity that they are most interested in being. I love that. That's and, awesome. And I, and I know that that incorporates internships, right? That is correct. Okay. So one of the many ways to be involved um, and the Walker Institute kind of is a pathway. So any student listening should absolutely stop by and see us. We're on the first floor of the Linquist Hall down at the bottom of campus. Um, and I am there, Becky Stromberg, who is the Walker goddess like she's in charge of all things walker she's the best and she's super nice and much nicer than i am so chat with her first but you should absolutely come by and see us one of the things we do is internships so we place students um locally we place them state internships we place them nationally um and costa you've been one of our interns so you know exactly how that goes basically you come in you start chatting with becky and she sets you up figuring out what your interests are and where best we can plug you in so that that someday we run into you in the speaker's chambers at the Utah State Capitol. I love that. I feel like student involvement is really just difficult in general, like community involvement. And so that's really cool. I bet you face your fair amount of struggles with that. And uh, I feel like that'd be a really rewarding, but also really difficult job to have. You know, it totally is because what you're trying to do is convince people who don't think they matter that they matter. Does that yeah. make sense? Right. So I wandered into a classroom this summer, all freshmen, because it was a first year experience. They were incoming. Um, And I said, what would I need to tell you to, like, get you to register to vote? Right. And they were all like, I don't even know it's on the ballot. Right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like you were part of this community. I mean, in fact, how I met your mom, Danielle, Mm -hmm. was like wandering into her office a thousand years ago in the student student union building and being like, we need student leaders to be doing this stuff. And your mom was like, "Okay," Right. So she was on board (laughs) for doing it because, you know, even it's not even like registering to vote. We have like very low voter turnout in student body elections Mm -hmm. and the students who are in the government here affect your daily lives. Right. So um, it's trying to persuade people that they have something of value. Does that make sense? And to invite them to the process, which can seem kind of weird. Do you know what I mean? Like, because until you're in student leadership, no one understands it. You know what I mean? So it's trying to persuade everybody that they're and that you don't have to do the things other people do. Like there's so many opportunities to become engaged with the community that it doesn't have to be community service or it doesn't have to be I'm running for a student body office or it doesn't have right 
right? Like that you really, it's about what is your passion and how do you connect your passion to the community that you live in and helping people realize that they have something to offer and everyone's uniquely, do you know what I mean? Like qualified to do whatever their best work is. It's like developing your own personal leadership. Exactly. Style. No, exactly. You want to go, how go about the world. Exactly. I love that. Um, just for a little bit of background, um, Dr. Marie knows my mom. My mom's Nancy Collinwood. She is the alumni director, but she started in student relations and leadership. And so I'd like to say I'm well-versed in it. I don't think I am. Like I grew up with it, but I not really. Are, but. Well, you'd have to ask your mom. Let yeah. her decide whether True. she thinks you are. No, but I totally agree. There's so many opportunities and that is, there's just opportunities to get involved, opportunities to opportunities in leadership. And that kind of goes into our next question that we wanted to ask you. Dr. Marie, how would you define leadership or what is your like leadership philosophy? Sure. So I define leadership as someone who mobilizes a whole group of people to do all the things. Does that make sense? So for me, a leader is in the pack (laughs) with the pack, you know, um, and is kind of trying to get everyone to be the best version of themselves rather than telling people what to do. So I don't know that that's a philosophy so much as, you know, if anyone told me what to do, I'd be like, no. Right. (laughs) So if someone was trying to lead me somewhere like and doing it that way wouldn't work. But if someone persuaded me that something mattered, like I'm all in. Right. So for me, uh, my leadership style and my leadership philosophy is we're all in this together. It's all collaboration. And we, you know, like, so it's um, like the most like efficient way of getting getting the community or whatever the body mm-hmm. is, I guess. Done. I think so. Kind of you're getting at a little bit. Yeah, no, I think so. And I feel like um, to me, this is so corny, but I'll just do this. Right. So to me, it's like um, it's music. Right. So if you were to listen to one single note. Right. So everyone was singing like a high C, your head would hurt. Right. Like that is not good music. But when you listen to like a beautiful symphony that's got all sorts of instruments playing all sorts of different harmonizing tracks. Right. So what I'm trying to say is leadership is conducting the orchestra. Although I would kind of be like, maybe leadership better for me is like being a lead soloist in a jazz band. Do you know what I mean? Like that every single part that's being played is so important to the Mm -hmm. sound that we are making. Um, And so it's about getting out of the way. Do you know what I mean? So like the jazz, like the sax section can do its thing or like the timpani can do its thing right yeah very cool analogy yeah I've never thought about it like that Um, well going into the next question who like defining leadership who has been your biggest role model in in a leadership position um, and have you based that that leadership philosophy that you just described off of their leadership model or yeah so that's an interesting question so I think and it's also gosh I'm like all in the fields right now but like my role model for how to do this has always been my dad. So that's and none of you will ever meet him. So, you know, it's not in any way a great like example for a podcast. Um, but he was always like and um, was a kind of a, a, a executive. So he worked for New York State government his whole career and was always kind of an admin. Does that make sense? So he'd be yeah. someone who was like in charge of stuff. And his whole thing was 
always his office would be full of like the craziest people, right? Because no one else would want to work with them. And so they he would get like, like designated yeah, people. they would be assigned to him. But his whole thing was as long as you found out what they were passionate about, you could work with anybody. Does that make sense? That's so awesome. yeah. um, I think for me, and I think he kind of parented that way. Do you know what I mean? It was like, what do you care about? And I'm going to back you. Like, I'm going to totally support what you want to do. I think that's been probably why. Does that make sense? That's like, really I'm, cool, yeah. yeah. You know, I think about things the way I think about them. So I love that. That's like, your dad sounds like the biggest cheerleader, like the biggest supporter of be who you are and be the best version of that, which I love. I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, so I think, I don't know. I think that in general, we see kind of the opposite of that a lot in our communities, like bad leadership. Um, and I don't know if there's necessarily bad leadership. I guess it depends on how you look at it and what kind of leadership motivates you to do your best. Um, but as a political scientist and very involved in like voter engagement and all those kind of things, have you seen bad and good leadership in politics? Like what has been your experience with those kind of leaders? Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, I think of course the answer is yes. And so I think <laughs> right, like yeah. Hitler is a bad leader in politics. You want to always be careful mm -hmm. not to say who is good because then it feels like maybe you are pitching, do you know what I mean? Like for one team or another. Um, but I generally think politically it's harder to do because yeah. it's one thing to mobilize everyone to be their best selves if we all have the same mission. So imagine it's like everyone's in like, you know, the Weber State University Senate, right? So the student association and they all kind of have the same mission. So it's a little easier. Um, but if you're a political leader, like the governor of the state, but there's like a bazillion different opinions, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different ideas about what is the right thing to do or how to do the right thing. So I think political leaders, and I use Hitler as like the out, right? Like, like mm -hmm. by their very nature are good and bad all at the same time, because it really depends. So like, for example, I'll just use this example. Um, municipalities have mayors, right? Mm -hmm. For cities to do the work that they need to do in the kind of timely manner they need to do them, the mayor needs to have a little bit of authority. So the mayor makes some decisions. People in the city get frustrated with the mayor, and I'm not picking a mayor called, well, like it could be any mayor, right? Mm -hmm. So they get frustrated because they're like, well, why are you making all these choices and everything should be transparent? But the minute you go full on transparent, everything slows down and you can't get the work done, right? Mm -hmm. So part of me is like, I live in the city of Ogden. I've been here 20 years. It's has an amazing development over the last 20 years. Like it looks totally different from when it did when I first moved here. Like I can actually eat at restaurants and not have to drive to Salt Lake City anymore. And I credit quite a bit of that to Mayor Godfrey. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I would say he's a good executive leader for the city. And a lot of people didn't like him right? because being someone who had to like make decisions on the fly and get things yeah. to move rubbed everyone the wrong way. And if I say that in certain company that I thought Mayor Godfrey was a good mayor, I get like scolded. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I like your question. And I would argue, I think all of them have good and bad. And it kind of depends on the angle with which you're looking at it. Right. Yeah, so sure. if I feel like we shouldn't be fighting a war in Afghanistan anymore, then President Biden is a good leader for pulling us out. But if I feel like abandoning people in Afghanistan is a bad thing, then he's a bad leader for pulling us out. Does it like so the same yeah. action yeah. could be you know what I mean? Seeing both good and bad, depending on the frame of like the angle that you're looking at it. Mm -hmm. And do, could you tie that 
could you tie that into your leadership philosophy again of like it, are good leaders both politically and non-politically people who are able to use their resources in the right way or yeah I want to be careful to say the right way right because yeah. I would never want to make a normative statement right, like there's yeah, yeah. some exact way that you should do it but I, right so I think good leaders let people do you know like um, how do I say so like if I'm using like I so I used the music analogy before right I'll use like a sports analogy like a good leader doesn't play all the positions yeah does that make sense like a coach kind of goes here's the all right now go (laughs) good luck um and then the problem is somebody's gonna screw up right like there's someone in one of those positions is not gonna do what they're supposed to do but a good leader then takes responsibility for it right so you are trying to mobilize all of your players to you know i mean give their best and if they make a mistake you go yeah that was my mistake but then you own it does that make sense so yeah definitely yeah, I think that that's, sorry, Costa, I don't know if you're going to say anything, but I think that that's an interesting thought when we say like, like our leaders are going to make mistakes. It doesn't matter how incredible they are in our eyes, because in someone else's eyes, they're completely wrong. Right. And uh, I think that that's also our responsibility as community members um, to like help them make choices and help them and then choose the people in our leadership like in leadership that we agree with and think that are going to be like good, responsible leaders. Yes. And also be respectful of the fact that your choice for who would be good and responsible not might not be the same as Costa's, yeah. right? And so you respect his choice. Mm-hmm. And then also being aware that the leader's I don't know. I try to say to people like, assume they're coming from a good point of view. Don't assume they're evil, right? Yeah. So I do think a lot of <laughs> yeah. times in politics, and then Costa, you're right, probably going to ask this question. Totally malicious, but no, right? Like they the, just had a couple mistakes. Yeah, they might have had a couple mistakes, or even they think it's the right thing. You think it's wrong, but it doesn't make them evil. Just means you're looking at it differently. And secondly, there's 400 right answers to every policy problem, <laughs> right? Yeah. So they, it, just because someone didn't do exactly what you told them doesn't make them a monster, right? Yeah. So being a little humble. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When we look at what our political leaders are doing, I think it's helpful. Yeah, that's that's a great that's a great transition because looking at it through a political lens, we want to highlight National Voter Registration Day, um, and thinking about leaders in the political lens. How should students think about leadership in the context of their vote, um, and how how can students prepare to vote? Like, what what tips do you have? Yeah, so I like that. So you said it's National Voter Registration Day. That's coming up on September twentieth, um, and so let me just do a little bit of a plug. We are engaged in a number of competitions here at Weber State. So there is a Utah State Higher Ed Campus Cup that is out from the Lieutenant Governor's office. So if I can get all of us registered to vote, then we might win. And I'm trying to beat like Utah State again, right? So yeah, let's beat them right. twice. <laughs> we're going to beat them. Too. The blood, blood, blood yeah. battle. We're going to beat them in football and we're going to beat them in this too. Um, so I need everyone to register to vote. That's a little bit my competitive streak there. So on September 20th, I Everywhere on campus, there's like QR codes to register to vote. All you have to do is scan it, put your name in there, put your address, um, and no one's like collecting the data. It goes straight to the lieutenant governor. Like, I will never see it. Does that make sense? I just mm-hmm. kind of get told 40 students registered, uh, you know, um, and trying to make sure that students get registered so that they can vote. Then it's not enough just to register to vote. You actually want to be educated. So the Walker Institute is hosting um, a couple of events in October um, that will have voter education implications. So we've got Daniel Wade coming to us from the Weber County Election 
elections office to talk about how our elections are secure, how they actually count these ballots, what happens, how that goes. We've got Jennifer Yim coming to us from the Judicial Performance Evaluation Commission to talk about the judges that are on the ballot because there are a number of judges on our ballot up here in Weber and Davis County. So she's going to be like, this is what you should be looking for. This is how they're evaluated. So you actually, do you know what I mean? Like would actually know what you're talking about when the ballot comes to you so you can make those decisions. We're also going to have a candidate night. So all of the candidates in Weber and Davis County will have on campus tabling with their literature. So you can come and ask, hey, what kind of leader are you? And why should I vote for you? And all of that. Um, And then we're also hosting, um, Weber County Elections Office is having a town hall on October 25th. So you can go down there all day. They'll have swag and treats and like get a tour and learn. But the answer is you want to ask the people, like, why should I vote for you? What would you do? What makes you valuable? And then listen. And then you vote. But then at the end of the day, if you don't get your answer, you still support the person who won. Because we're all still in this community together, right? So um, we don't burn it down (laughs) when we don't win. We just go, okay, next time we'll win (laughs) or I'll do more next time. So that's what I would say, right? So voters need to register to vote. People who are elected officials listen to people who vote, period, end of story. So if you are someone who's not voting, you don't matter. And I don't mean to be like mean about it, but legit, you don't matter. So if you vote and if you show up at these events and if you ask elected officials what they're doing, they will answer you, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and you can get a sense of like, okay, I like this person or I don't like this person. And you don't have to have someone else tell you how to vote or what to think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. And I even think that that plays into um, like personal leadership, kind of like we mentioned in the beginning, like, um, you know, defining through this process, you're going to define who who you are personally as a leader and who you see as a leader, who you look up to as a leader. So I think those are all great, great resources. Um, And where can students find um, more information about those? those Sure. So what I would want them to do is either go to the Walker Institute, which is Weber.edu slash Walker Institute. Um, We also have a political engagement coalition, which is Weber.edu slash P. EC. Um, and both of those would get the entry points to all the information you would ever need to, to have or know <laughs> to be able to do this work. Or legit, you could just come down to the Walker Institute in um, Lindquist Hall and talk with me. I'm there all the time. That's so great. I feel like, yeah, like I feel like I'm learning a lot about the things that are even going on. And I feel like I'm a pretty engaged member of the community, but it's always better to just be educated and be involved because it's so much better. Like yeah, that's living cool- in Ogden and being a part of Weber State and like all the amazing opportunities around. I don't think students realize mm-hmm. how cool it can be and how much of an impact you can have. Totally. And that's so cool that there are so many opportunities to engage with your community that you can't keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah. I and agree. also that they're all so different, right? So yeah. we talked about this. So whatever flavor, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is your yeah. vibe. Your you niche. can totally get do. Yeah, I love that. Mm, Well, awesome. Well, I think that that's all the questions that we have. Dr. Martin, do you have anything else you want to say? Anything to like encourage more voter engagement from the students? Anything to just drive it home? And if not, we're good. We can can call it good. No, like I said, so we're competing. We want to beat all the places, right? So I want you to register to vote. I want you to vote. Anything, it's just to beat Utah State. Yeah, if nothing else, then to beat Utah State. We're also competing with our Big Sky Conference, so we want to beat all of those people too. Um, But most importantly, it's about becoming part of the we the people, right, that makes the decisions. 
And yeah. you only do that if you show up. And if I can just get students to show up like the first time, that usually builds a habit and they go, okay, like I can do this. This is not that scary. So I need to just try it once, right? And if I have to give you like a donut to get you to do it, I will legit <laughs> give you a donut to do it. So come and see me if you have any questions. I think that's a promise. I that think is Dr. totally Murray, a promise for donuts. donuts. Dr. Oh, well, let me just tell you, there will be donuts on National Voter Registration oh, Day. And if you register to vote, you get a donut and they will be from Mountain Donuts. So they're very good. Oh. I remember that. Okay. That, if that isn't motivation September enough, I don't know what is. Yeah. <laughs> Mark your calendars. Well, um, that, that's all we have. Uh, Dr. Ray, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having me. Um, we are, are super grateful that you're with us and the wisdom that you shared. Thanks, that's, Wildcats, that's for listening. We hope you have a great Wednesday. Stay wild. September 28th for our second episode of the Wild Chats Leadership Podcast featuring the diversity team.